This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal. Hey guys, Very Bold Radio and Podcast, Steve Teal. I am excited to be back with you. And uh, I was gone last week visiting Abby and Rocco Grimaldi in Nashville, Tennessee, as part uh, just uh, just getting to be with them, loving them, and they're such a blessing. And so many, if you if you're watching this today right now, you're probably a blessing to me and to us. And I want to bring in some of uh, my family. I want to talk about my family a little bit today because in just a minute. I'll introduce – I've had my mom on before. I've had my dad on before. I have not had anybody from my immediate family. So um, anyway, I want to talk about my family a little bit. My amazing wife, she is off camera, and she is amazing and wonderful. There is no Very Bold Ministries, radio podcasts, no hockey ministry, no peanut butter bowl, no Bobby Be a Blessing, no uh, coaches ministry without her loving support, encouragement, and prayer. She is such a blessing. So even though she prefers to remain off camera and off mic, she is in studio. Believe it or not, I'm just not just pointing to the window over there. So, And she's smiling, which she has the most amazing smile, and she's just an incredible wife. So I love you. And uh, anyway, uh, the rest of my family there, I forget the picture. I don't have a monitor in front of me, but I know that everybody's in there. It goes uh, Samantha, who's going to join me in just a second. We're going to talk about her mission trip. So we're going to talk about her mission trip to Amsterdam, to Romania. She did a lot of amazing things, ministered and loved homeless people, a lot of prayer ministry, built two houses, my little five-foot-nothing <laughs> petite uh, ball of Holy Spirit power, joy, and might, uh, did that and a lot of other things. And we're going to talk about that. And we'll also just thank you. Many of you, family and friends, supported her mission trip so she could go for a life-changing six months. And we know it was life-changing because before that mission trip and discovering just, man, I can really do all things through Christ who strengthens me. There's no way you would have come on this radio show, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we know God did something pretty awesome, and you um, you were blessed, and we'll talk all about that, but you also got to endure. Now, back to the rest of the crew. So Samantha is my oldest, even though she's my petite one, she is my oldest. And then my middle, our middle one, sorry, Chris, our middle one is Jessica, uh, formerly Jessica Teal, now Jessica Nelson. And she lives in Illinois with her husband, Jordan Nelson. They're both just amazing people. Um, Jessica wound up going north uh, for school and to play volleyball in college up there in central Illinois at Bradley. And she met Jordan, who became a Christian through their um, campus outreach there. And both of them, just their faith ignited through that ministry, which was incredible to see. And they are a real and true blessing to us, even though they're kind of far away. We, we don't love that, but God is at work in their lives, and we do love that. And then uh, finally, um, my, our youngest is David. And he is 20 years old, and he first went on YWAM uh, right after he graduated from Johnson High School. He went to Harpenden, England, uh, and then did mission work in Uganda, which is crazy. While he was there, um, I think we'll start talking, Samantha, because while he was there, he said something. He brought up something to you. What did he bring up? Do you remember? 
He said, I really think you should pray about doing YWAM now. <laughs> okay, right. Now, here's the deal for people that don't know. Uh, YWAM is Youth with a Mission. And I'll back up and just tell them a little bit about where David is now. But I do think it was really cool. David was going through it right after high school. You were in your mid-20s or, or whatever. And uh, and David said, hey, I think you really ought to do this. And this is something that you had first thought about doing also after high school graduation. And we came kind of close on a couple of different occasions. And it seemed like then, you know, the years go by, <clears throat> you continue to work and all that. And it's like, well, it's just kind of... Uh, we missed that opportunity. It's not going to happen. But when David, who was in uh, Harpenden at the time, brought that up, then you began to pray. And what happened? What did God sort of seem to show you? What did you feel like? I just feel like the timing worked out good. Like it was kind of like there's no excuses now. Like <laughs> yeah. So I just feel like the timing was meant for this. For now. <laughs> right, right. So a little update on David. For those of you who follow our lives, our very bold lives, David then, he completed that YWAM. He came back this past March, and we've had an incredible time just with having him around for six or seven months, helping me with the youth group at River City Church in New Braunfels, which has been awesome. And uh, then he has now gone to Amsterdam it's called the SBS School of Biblical Studies. He is with a class of, what, about 20, 22, something like that. And they are um, going through the Bible uh, five times in nine months, really learning how to just devour it and study it. Many of you who might be watching family and friends have also supported his uh, Bible training so he can do you know more mission work. So... Um, incredible experience that he's going through. He felt led while he was in Uganda. He just kept running into people from the Netherlands and just feeling like God was pulling him and drawing him there. And uh, so he wound up choosing, feeling like God was choosing Amsterdam for him. Meanwhile, when you prayed about youth with a mission and going through the discipleship training school, and this is two components. The first one is you go through the lecture phase, right? Yeah. And then you go to the outreach phase, which is the second part, which is more what you think of the mission training, mission trip. But even before that, in Amsterdam, you wound up doing a lot of mission work. We'll talk about that. Um, but tell me about the process as you were praying about where you might go, because you looked around the world, right? Yeah. I looked on YWAM's website because that's probably the easiest thing. And then uh, they had so many different locations, like at, in any country probably that you can think of. And um, I would have picked the tropical places probably. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you pick the tropical um, Sam, what's the story? <laughs> I've always loved like beaches and like I was like, oh, now is my chance to get to go to like Australia or somewhere yeah. like that. But then um, I think Europe was just like placed on my heart. Like I know international is like, oh, like now is my chance to get to go international if I'm going to go. And yeah. then uh, so Europe was just on my heart. And then it got narrowed down to Amsterdam is one of my top. Choices. Right. And I know as like parents thinking about, oh, your daughter, even if she's in her mid-20s, you don't necessarily just want to send around the world <laughs> on her own. Um, but it also started uh, because one of your cousins, my cousins, Alex Schaller, was in Germany, yeah. and he is on staff with YWAM, he and his wife. 
And so they were going to have a discipleship training school. So it was like, oh, well, you know, we feel good about sending you there. We love Alex. We know it'll, it'll be great. But then they wound up not ha- having their discipleship training school that the time. one time. <laughs> <laughs> you had one job. <laughs> so but it's interesting. Sometimes the way God will work is he'll kind of open a path. And then you're like, oh, yeah, you know, your parents are like, yeah, we can do that. You know, we know Alex will take great care of Samantha. And so then you start down that path. And then God says, okay, well, I got you moving in the right direction, but now we're going this way. So after that door sort of closed or veered to other directions, I know you had to pray about places in the the states and also around the world. But just ultimately, you felt like Amsterdam was where God was calling you. Yeah. All right. So then it turned out also this uh, discipleship training school was a little bit different, right? It's called Crossroads. Yeah. And so what does that mean for people that don't Uh, know? Like um, all generations and families could do it. So like kids even from a young age until like probably 80s or 70s. I don't know. Right. You didn't have anybody in your 70s or 80s, did you? No? Okay. Well, um, so – like when David went on YWAM, he was with, I think, mostly people probably 18 to 22 or 23. But in your class, you could have people from wherever. Now, there's something about YWAM that people may not know. You may assume that people from the States is who she's going to be in class with. But this is an international thing. And, yes, in the Netherlands, they speak Dutch, of course. But this was in English. But your class was of people from kind of all over the world, right? Yeah. So tell us a little bit about where some of them were from. How big was your class, first of all? Um, We started off with eight of us for the lecture part, and then we got down to six of us. Okay. For the outreach, and then it ended up being all girls. There's one guy in the lecture part, and then um, he left you. <laughs> yeah, he especially left us. for the house building part, we could have. <laughs> you could have used that. Yeah. yeah. But um, so Africa was a big majority of it. And okay. Then, um, Paige is from the United States also. I think some of them are watching too. <laughs> some of them are watching? Okay. I think so. <laughs> well, Chris might be on her phone looking to see Supposedly, if they are. Supposedly. Supposedly. That's what they yeah. say. All right. Well, we say greetings to you around the world. Paige is back in Colorado. Yeah. And then are some of them back in Africa or are they still in the Netherlands? Do you know? They all made it back home. They all made and it back home. Germany also. Germany also. Uh, I think that's it. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. So you had a class of eight for the lecture part. Yeah. And then um, there's a team as well. So it's not just the eight of you, and it's not just like one teacher. So there's a team of about how many people are we talking about? For the lecture part. Yeah, for the lecture part. Um, probably eight or so. Eight or Seven so? Eight, maybe less okay. than that, but all right. it's pretty small. <laughs> okay, and then uh, – and I want to talk about all the mission aspects, but just so people get a context, David is in Amsterdam at the same, like, dorm, the ba- same base that you were at, right? Yeah. And so the base, like, you have dorm rooms, basically. It goes at least three floors, three levels. Three, and then the, – no – well, there's, there's three and then one more. There's one more? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then you guys have your own food and, like, cooking and stuff that people do. A staff, is that right? Staff, yeah. Okay. All right. I got you. They cooked for us in the lecture part. Okay. In the lecture part. Now, Romania was different. Okay. All right. Now, this <laughs> is – I'm just going to round up and just say it was about six months. I know it was five and a half. 
But uh, so you go there, uh, foreign country, foreign language, and um, this group, diverse group from around the world, Africa, one girl from the States, Paige, uh, someone else from, I forget the other country that you mentioned. Germany. Okay. All right. So, but very diverse and um, age-wise, I think the range is, you know, a little bit varied as well or like in the 20s and in the 20s and 30s okay thankfully that was pretty close (laughs) to okay now when we talk about the lecture phase just for people um who are watching what does that mean um three three months of like being in the classroom and um each week you have a different theme of uh learning more about god and others and yourself like depending on what the week is right um, so it's more like the classroom part, and then the yeah. outreach is putting it on to practice is what they told us. <laughs> okay, I gotcha. Did yeah. you have like a favorite week of the lecture phase? Yeah, the what was second that? week was my favorite week, and it was Character and Nature of God, because um, that week I feel like was one of the defining moments, like the starting, I think, to really just like learn more about who God was and my relationship with him was starting to be like even more personal and more <laughs> and how did that how did that work how did that happen as you were listening and everything what was god doing um i think like maybe just like learning more about it like brought me closer to him because like it was even just stuff that i didn't really know somehow yeah. like i thought i did well yeah no there's a lot to know <laughs> that you don't just get you know even from reading the bible or going to church on sunday or all the bible studies that you've done or started there's a lot more to it yeah yeah so you just felt like god was kind of revealing more of himself yeah and then so mentally that was like really helping your faith to kind of come more alive. Was there anything just spiritually? Did you feel like, man, I think I'm getting closer to God during that week or what? Um, I mean, I feel like it was just like into the more relationship part of it than I thought. Or like yeah. maybe also part of it could have been like being in another country and like depending on him more and more. So it was like more personal and close and like if I was here and I had like people to – really depend on, you know right like totally different <laughs> right right i agree okay so that was probably your favorite favorite week now even though it's like the lecture phase there's still outreach that you guys are doing each and every week so um tell us about your ministry with homeless people what was that like because i know you connected with with them yeah. and you made a difference in their lives tell us a little bit about that ministry um I loved, like, I wasn't sure how it would go because I haven't done a whole lot of, uh, you know, like, ministry before. Like, I did a little bit here, but um, it was cool just being able to connect with them. And, like, I think that's when I started to discover that I was good at connecting with people and to have that more confidence with them. (laughs) Right. So tell us, like, what that – give us, like, a typical night. You go – you guys go as a team, and you go – is it very – close to the base or do you like go five minutes or 10 minutes to where these homeless people are it's uh, right in front of the base like at the okay base, at the base pretty much right there <laughs> and do you guys take like hot chocolate and coffee or something like that or what like a tea hot chocolate and coffee or what we 
had in front and then like we would either be serving or like talking to them like I preferred to more talk to them because it's hard to multitask with that right I'm down with you man talk rather than serve sign me up everybody who knows me knows that right listen yeah I mean I don't want to be spilling that coffee on them while trying to connect with them I, I would be spilling that coffee too I think you got that from me Samantha so lucky you Okay, so tell us about, you know, some people it is like kind of nerve-wracking about here's a person you don't know and you just know that they're homeless and they're there. Um, how do you go up and talk to talk to them? What do you do? Um, I mean, I guess like I would just try to more be like think of it as like if I was talking with a friend or something like how's yeah. your day or like um, even just like getting to know someone, you know, just like that. And then I think it more, made it more personal and like <laughs> yeah and also not having the judgment on them too because a lot of them were um like into drugs and like the party lifestyle mm. like amsterdam you know amsterdam's very known for that sort of yeah. lifestyle right yeah. yeah so like all of that and like a lot of them have still like been through a lot that may have led it to that point yeah um or just the culture so like i just had to like take the judgment off and then like that just helped me to they probably have had a lot of that, even from like YWAMers or people, you know, just sure. people in general. <laughs> yeah, it'd be pretty easy to do that. I mean, I think that's sometimes our default setting. And so it's pretty awesome that um, that God is, man, his grace is in you in such a way that, you know, you know, to go from our default setting of, well, that person, they messed up. They did drugs. They did that, that to say, hey, how does Jesus see them today? And to look at them as their friend instead of a stranger, I think that's awesome. I think that's a very practical way just to help us to approach people that might be, you know, different than us. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Tell me uh, tell me about one of the people that you met. Give us a name and tell us about one of those homeless people. Um, so Peter was one of the ones that, I, like, I was close to, and he is probably in his, like, 70s or so. Um, and he – what did we say that he had like paranoia probably like schizophrenia so yeah. uh, that paranoia yeah that you mentioned to us uh, so samantha by the way a little context she just returned to the states on saturday so chris and i went and picked her up in houston so she has just come <laughs> back and we were talking about it on the way back and i was like well i want to share this with uh with our very bold people and i want to share it with your team so yes we were talking about peter and what it sounded like to me was like yeah for sure paranoia um, which sometimes is associated, I believe, with schizophrenia. But that paranoia part is everybody is out to get you, as you know. Um, and so if you have that sort of thing that you're dealing with, you're not going to want to talk to people. You're not going to want to share your story because you're out to get me. If I tell you something, I might get in trouble. Um, so, But you broke through through that barrier with Peter, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> How did you do it? <clears throat> I don't know. He said he had a thing for redheads also. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Um, but I don't know. Like, maybe just, like, I was wanting to listen to him also. Yeah. Like, to really listen. And I think he just wanted that with the connection also. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, that is that is a gift of making that connection and being non-threatening, being non-judgmental. So um, one thing that I know you'll catch at the end of the show, and we get to talk for like another six minutes, seven minutes, but is we are so proud of Samantha and we are so proud of her obedience to God. And that's one thing I think is a lesson for us listening and watching and for Chris and for me is just your obedience to God. 
and uh, sometimes it's uncomfortable being obedient to God. He seems to like that. He seems to want to stretch us. Uh, but you did that time and time again, and we, just as your parents and as your brothers and sisters in Christ, are just so proud of you for doing that. And we love how you're like approachable and how you see someone like Peter as a friend. Tell us about – there's a woman that you told us about also, I believe. Inga. Yeah. Tell us about Inga a little bit. Um. Uh, like she's one of the sweetest people that I met. Also, like, and this is through like, the homeless ministry. Yeah. So, okay. All like right. she just feels like you know, like the grandma type of it. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. So I think that helped me also. Um, and then she, like, she remembered my birthday and she gave me like a card that she had people sign in the group. And That's then, like, crazy. A little get like flowers or something. What? Also. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right. So Samantha celebrated her birthday while she was there. You were doing this ministry with homeless people um, on a weekly basis, right? Yeah. And so you were going back week after week, and they would – some of these people would look forward to seeing you, Mm -hmm. and then they knew it was your birthday coming up. And that is incredible to me that someone who has – I mean, has a hard life, then would be thinking about, you know, your birthday and having other people sign it. That is so cool. Yeah. All right. So uh, that's just some of your ministry. I know that also uh, there's prayer ministry that some of your team was working with. Everybody is pretty well acquainted, I think, with uh, in Amsterdam, the red light district and the brothels and the prostitutes, and that is also a part of the ministry while you're there. I know you were mostly involved in the prayer ministry, praying for those women that the team was reaching out to, yeah, right? Like the intercession, I think is what yeah, right? Yeah, the intercession, yeah. I mean, that's so important. So did you ever get to talk to anybody to hear about some of the conversations they had? I don't know if you got to talk to Paige or not. Or um, Yeah, she told me. Like she said, nothing exciting happened. But, okay, but but she said that um, like the partner that she was with got to share the gospel. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. So I mean, who knows what right. could be stirring in their hearts after that too? Right, you're right. And again, so much of it is that obedience of I mean, loving these people unconditionally. It's awesome that you're praying, and I I really appreciate that because. That prayer is so important. Like that is a ministry and a gift, and we've seen it in our family with, you know, starting with grandmas or great grandmas and grandmas and and Chris and you and Jessica and I mean just and my my aunt Mary Lou. We just you know are surrounded by prayer warriors that really make a difference. So I really appreciate that as well. All right. Time is moving along so quickly. I know I've been chatting a lot. Y'all want to hear more from Samantha? I get it. But let's let's go to Romania. Yeah. Let's go to Romania. So. Can we just, like, talk about Romania? <laughs> you need a little break from Romania. I just got back, so. Right. All right. So you go to Romania. This is now for the outreach. This is, um, this is like God has a sense of humor, I believe, because there's so many things that you do really well. and um, But one of the things I would not imagine you or I thriving at is the very first thing that you guys basically got to do. Tell tell them what you got to do. Got to do. <laughs> we built a house for the first two weeks. Um, yeah, built a house. <laughs> Just, I mean, let that sink in. If you know me at all, you know how good I am with a hammer. You know I just named, like, the one tool that I know. Okay, screwdriver. All right. And then, Samantha, I think I think you got those 
gifts from me as well. So the first thing we hear is that you guys are building a house. And I I do remember you telling me like, oh, man, I'm, I'm, you know, I want to do good at this. And I said, Samantha, I don't know if you remember this. This is one of my best dad pep talks ever. I said, Samantha, you are not going to be good at this. (laughs) I would not either. I know this for a fact. So just endure, praise Jesus, and do the best you can. How did that work for you? Also, you said to make it like a joke or something. You kind of have to find some humor. When you're like not good at something like that, which would be for me, you have to try your best. Did you find some humor in it? Like, a little bit. <laughs> I found some like good lessons in it. Like I was able to have joy and stuff in okay. it, which was a big part of it for me. Yeah. Just choosing to enjoy, like what or you know, like not what we do, but even just <laughs> like who we're with or something. Like there's yeah. gonna be some fun. You just have to like do it sometimes. Right. I got you. <laughs> All right. Well, tell us, uh, tell us a little bit more about Romania. I I hope we have time to talk about that. You spoke three different times. Um, in three different churches, a Hungarian church in yeah. Romania, but Hungarian, a Romanian church, and, of course, also in Amsterdam. You you got to share your testimonies there. If we have time, I want to come back to that because I think that's really cool because you and David have now spoken with translators, which is, you know, really cool, and I've not done that. You've done Bible studies. You got to share, you know, part of your testimony about dealing with anxiety. Again, we're going to try to come back to that. I'm going to give a little warning. We're going to go a little bit overboard, so I'm going to tell our listeners on KSLR AM 630 that to catch the rest of Samantha's story, we're just going to go another five, eight minutes. I want you to tune in to the podcast, Very Bold Ministries Radio and Podcast. You type in Very Bold Radio, it should come up, and you can catch uh, more of Samantha. So we've got about another minute of talking for radio, Facebook Live, don't go away. You've got no excuse. If you're on the podcast, you've got no excuse. Uh, but uh, anyways, but I want to hear some about the people in Romania. Like some of the people you were working with and ministering were gypsies in Romania, right? Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that because there had to be an incredible language barrier. Yeah, we had um, like some of the time we had a translator with us um, who is a part of the ministry, like, you know, with the base yeah. that we were at, or like in that ministry. Um, there should be a picture. Hold on. There should be a picture of Sam with a little bit older lady. Old. Oh, yeah. Who is that? Um, and, yeah. Catherine. Was she one of the gypsies or one of the Romanians? I'm not sure. Uh, one of those. <laughs> one of those. Okay. Was she someone that you met when you guys would go up and, and she talk? She was one of the... Probably the first one I met because okay. it was like the village was the first t- the first time that we went. And then, like, almost right away, like, I yeah. somehow connect. I don't know what happened. Without language or anything? Were you just smiling and being your sweet, kind soul, maybe? Yeah, and she, like, was one of the ones to see it up there also. That's awesome. I appreciate it. I don't was know. Was she the one who gave you a gift? Yeah. Or is that someone else? Okay. She, I wonder if Paige is watching. I think me. she'd like to tell that she story. She welcomed me into her home, which was another funny part of the yeah. story. Yeah, tell us about Paige it. Paige was... Um, I think she was kind of trying to be my backup because she didn't trust me, you know, just going into someone's home. Yeah. Which I didn't Good job, Paige. think of it in the <laughs> moment. I think I was more just like, oh, cool. Like, I, you know, it didn't cross my mind. Right. Because you're in the village and you're 
like talking or communicating with this yeah. woman. She takes your hand. Yeah. Which I just to, thought it was just, you know, yeah. I guess just like a friend. And she started to walk thing. off with <laughs> Samantha, correct? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So she's walking off with you to you don't know where. And I think people in my group are like, oh, no, she's fat. Like, it's okay. <laughs> and then Pantra's like, I really think I should like pack her, like, Backup, we love you, you know? Paige. We yeah. <laughs> so she so followed, right? She might have saved my life, potentially. <laughs> potentially. Fortunately, it was this sweet lady. But yeah. yes. But <laughs> so she followed from a distance, and then you went into this woman's uh, – was it a house like we think of a house, or was it more like a – Like a – like, do you know, like, Empire's New Group, like, the village? Yeah. Like, kind of yeah, like those houses. Yeah, like, smaller okay. house. But like, okay, like a smaller house. Yeah. Okay. So she takes you into her house, and mm-hmm. you're like, well, I wonder what's going to happen mm-hmm. next. And then she gave you a gift. Yeah. What was the gift? Have we seen it? Um, like yeah. an ornament. Ornament? Yeah. I think someone said egg, but it's an ornament. It's like <laughs> one of those egg ornaments? Yeah, okay. maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And then you came out of the house and was Paige there, and Paige got yeah. a gift too? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's pretty awesome, though, just seeing you connect with people. And you made it back, Thanks. obviously, alive. We're really happy about that as well. Tell us about some of the children uh, that you got to know, because that was a blessing in Romania, right? Yeah. Um, one of the boy, like young boy, I don't know how old, maybe kindergarten or so. Yeah. Um, he was one of the first, when we built the first house, like he and his buddy were like, I guess watching us and hanging out. Just kind of hanging out. Yeah. yeah. And then um, so I just started to think of things that I could bond with, like high five or something. Or like, yeah, so you just did like a high five? A high five and then like the muscle, pointing to the muscle thing, and he loved that. And so then that was like our thing, like whenever I saw him. Yeah. And then um, so that was the first house, but then we found out that the same, the same boy. Yeah. Um, the second house is who we were building it for. Like he was one. His family, we were building it for. That's kind of crazy, right? Yeah. So I wonder if he was at that first house, like hanging out, like, okay, I wonder what my house is going to yeah. look like or what. <laughs> Checking it out. Yeah. So at the beginning of your outreach, you guys build a house. And uh, then at the end of your outreach, you built the a house, one. and that was for his family. Yeah. And like, built a house. <laughs> like, you were not there very long. And I mean, I know you had some help. There was a German team that came in the yeah, first house. The first uh, house, and it was like 20 boys, like, yeah. Young 20s. But that helped Way a to lot, go. though. Yeah. I w- and it was fun. <laughs> and it was fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just boys in the Just mix. <laughs> boys being boys, right? Um, but I still think that's pretty phenomenal to build two houses. Like, I mean, I cannot say that. <laughs> Can you say that, Chris? No, not he, not yet. Day ain't over. Uh, but uh, that is incredible. Could you Thanks. tell, like, with those families, the difference that it meant to them? I think the first one, like, they were, I think they were the ones that were appreciative of it, I think. And then the second one, I don't think they were, is what I heard. <laughs> the little boy? <laughs> I mean, no, they were. Like, the kids were, like, it was oh. cute because that was fun. Like, the kids were, like, um, he would say, like, Yanis Casa. So it's, like, my casa, my house. Oh, yeah. And so, like, both of the kids would be, like, Adelina Casa. Like, they would tell us that. Oh, so that's they so were, But at one point I thought I heard that someone wasn't appreciative. <laughs> they weren't appreciative. Y'all so then, like, no one was motivated the second house also because, like, oh. we already did it before also. Yeah. You know, so we were all just, like, counting down and, like. <laughs> right. <laughs> even, right. like, the leader, like, he was, like, 
but it we're doing it for the Lord, basically. Right. So that's when you know we're just like, well, how are we going to be motivated? Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. All right. Um, tell us about sharing your testimony and, and some of what God has done. And then uh, I want to just hear kind of what you shared. Um, I think that was my first time that I shared my testimony. Like I haven't done that before. Yeah. Right? As far as I know. As far, yeah, as far as I know, I mean, it's kind of a scary thing to share what God has done in your life with just people, people yeah. that you know are total strangers, yeah. Um, so there's three, at least three different times in Romania that I got to, which is cool, yeah. like the Hungarian church. Um, so a Hungarian <laughs> church, I didn't know that existed in Romania, but a Hungarian church, yeah. so you shared some of your testimony there. Uh-huh. All right, and then where else? And then just we'll have you share your testimony in a minute here. Um, and then the other two are just like Romania. Well, like one of them was in the <laughs> no big deal, just in Romania. Just... Was in the village though, like, okay. And that was a part of the Bible study that we went to. Some of the same people yeah. went to that from there, so that was cool to be in their church. And it's completely different, like religious and everything. So yeah, like I think you were describing to me like. That it's more ritual. Yeah. And uh, I forget if it's Orthodox. Orthodox, yeah. Okay. It was like 80% supposedly, I think. Every, that's what I found, but it was Wikipedia. But, I, <laughs> but I've talked yes, to some Wikipedia. people also. <laughs> no, it's Wikipedia. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I talked to some people also, yeah. and it sounded like, you know, like even yeah. someone I met at the mall, she was like, oh, like I'm Christian. Like, so we talked about yeah. that too. And then. The boy on the bus I met was Christian also, and then yeah. I went to his church. It turned out too, which is cool. right. That is cool. Okay, yeah. so yeah, but you were telling me it's just a little bit different kind of feel. And even when yeah. you guys led worship in a church, you could feel like the presence of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and and that the pastor seemed to really appreciate that too. It seemed like you mm-hmm. guys were bringing some life that maybe wasn't just something you feel when you go into certain churches you just you know you feel it like oh something good is happening here yeah and it seems like maybe your team like brought that something good to that church i don't know i think so we had to be prepared on the spot though for like singing oh. in front of people or testing <laughs> like they would always have us do something <laughs> <laughs> i would not want to do that just a note to god but uh you got to do that wow but you preach every sunday so. preaching's different than singing though isn't it if you don't have that gift um all right so you also shared in amsterdam Mm -hmm. um would you just mind telling us some of your testimony of what you shared yeah um part of it was just my like the anxiety was a big part of it yeah and so like even just seeing the transformation from the beginning of the amsterdam trip was like such a big difference until after and i like um I mean, there's times when, you know, I thought I was going to have to, like, go home or quit or something because it's so hard. And, like, even mentally, you know, all of that stuff makes it harder, too. Right. Uh, But then afterwards, like, people would tell me, like, I'm not the same person that I was when I first started. And, like, someone that was Dutch was like, and I'm Dutch. Like, so she wouldn't (laughs) say that, you know. (laughs) So the Dutch people are known for being very honest and direct, I take it. So that's what they said. And and I'm Dutch, so you know I mean it. Someone told me. That's funny, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so it was cool just hearing about people would tell me that also. (laughs) That is really cool. Well, how did you feel like God, you know, worked through some of that anxiety? Um, 
sometimes like you would just have to keep doing the scary stuff you know you and if it's like feels like you can't do it but then somehow you end up making it through every day anyway so you're like well apparently like i can't do it even if it doesn't feel like you can't you know right (laughs) so sometimes it's just like getting doing it even Mm. if you're scared and not thinking that you have to not be scared oh that's good that's good so a lot of it it sounds like to me is just kind of Kind of stepping out on that water, kind of that obedience, trying to keep your eyes on Christ. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes it's just doing it, even if you don't want to do mm-hmm. it, don't feel like it. There's plenty of times we don't feel like it, but we just do it. We take that step. And I love that part that you said about, you know, it's also just not thinking that we have to not. I mean, we can be nervous. We can be anxious that, you know, just because we are doesn't mean we shouldn't do what God is calling us to do. Yeah. So, and I was just thinking, and I've been thinking since you've been back, and we're so glad you're back, <laughs> and we are so glad you did persevere and you did endure. And I, you know, we know uh, everybody that's that we've heard from YWAM has always said like the outreach part is really hard, mm-hmm. and we knew David, being in Uganda, um, got to do a lot of hard things. And it just seems like that's what it is. But the scripture that keeps coming back to me is just, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that's what I keep thinking about for you. And it's been such an inspiration for your mom and I just to see you walk in obedience to what God called you to do. And yeah, that that outreach, I I know you wanted to come home, but Mm -hmm. you just kept going. You kept being obedient. And I know that God blesses that and God rewards that. So... Um, you, you did, you did this interview too. I don't know how anxious you were. You, you looked great and, uh, I really appreciate it. And it does show a lot of the growth that God has brought you through. So, um, is there anything you want to say to the people that helped support and help make this possible? Because, uh, we could not have sent you there. We could not have done it. It had yeah. to depend upon many family and friends that we appreciate a lot. Is there anything, any thanks you want to throw out there to them in general? Um, yeah, just thank you for all the prayers and support and um, telling me not to quit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just for, yeah, for the friendships also. Yeah. Too. And, yeah, just means a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I know it does, and I just want to reiterate, too. Um, yeah, that's my daughter, Samantha. We're so <laughs> proud of you. And also just want to say um, to our many friends and family that support our different ministries, including Very Bold, but including Samantha getting to go on this uh, life-transforming training and outreach. And also, uh, even now, many of you are supporting David on his Bible training, which I am a little bit jealous that he's getting to do. Um, So we love you guys, and we appreciate everything that you do. as part of our family, um, we just, we thank you. And we do feel, I know I feel this morning, you know, I got to be at Coach's Bible Study uh, at Brandeis. And Monday, you know, I'll be at Johnson High School. And, of course, we get to do the youth ministry through River City Church. And uh, we're working on Bobby Be a Blessing, the sequel and all that stuff. And the peanut butter bowl, the hockey ministry, all of it. We just, we really feel like you guys are part of that because we know we can't do it without you. And so when we get to do that, when I get to present to the gospel, when I get to love on people, I just feel like you're right there with me. And so um, I say thank you for supporting us and Very Bold Ministries, and thank you for supporting Samantha in this incredible 
adventure. We really just love you, and the partnership in the gospel just means everything to us. So thank you so much. And uh, I want to tell you that next week we'll be back with more Very Bold Radio and Podcast. Um, so I just want to remind you guys to do what Samantha did, which is to be obedient and to remember the hope that we have, the hope of Jesus Christ, the hope of his love, of who he is, the character of God that you talked about, to remember that hope, and then you can be very bold. So that's what Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 3.12. Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Love you guys. God bless. Be very bold. Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal. Bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com.